Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Well, today, I'm not going to be preaching. I have the privilege of introducing to you a very special person. She is the most beautiful woman in the world. She is the mother of my child, my wife, Carla Aguero. Let's give it up for her. No billboard compares, no magazine cover compares. She is the one and only. And I believe that she's going to bring a word of God for your life. Thank you, honey. Well, I feel so privileged to be able to have the blessing and the honor to bring a word for you tonight. And God has been ministering to me this whole week about dreams. How many of you know that God has placed dreams in every one of our hearts? How many of you say amen? Today I've titled this message, this word, Barrier Breakers. Throughout the Bible, we can see men and women of God who had a word, who had a dream in their hearts. But how many of you know that the Bible also says that in the world, there's adversity, there's obstacles, sometimes there are things that arise, but how many of you know that we also have an almighty God who gives us the power to be able to overcome those barriers and reach the calling and the destiny that he has for our lives? How many of you say amen? How many of you here have dreams? Let's start with that. That's, that's a good start. Awesome. Amen. What is a dream? A dream is a condition or achievement that is longed for, an aspiration, something that we might not be seeing in the, in the moment, something that may even seem far away, impossible, something that we're longing to see, an aspiration. And I love this quote, John Maxwell said that a dream is an inspiring picture of the future that energizes your mind, will, and emotions, empowering you to do everything you can to achieve it. How many of you say amen? A dream is not just something placed by God to have this idea or this picture to just stay there. No, a dream is something that energizes you and propels you to believe that every single day you're one step closer to the dreams that God has placed in each and every one of your hearts. How many of you say amen? And we're going to be reading, reading a little bit because one of the greatest examples that we can see in the Bible is Joseph. Joseph just paints the perfect picture about how we can make our dreams a reality. And if you can accompany me in Genesis chapter 37, how many of you have your Bibles? Amen. Awesome. Genesis chapter 37. We're going to be reading a little bit, but for now we're just going to read verse 1 through 5. So you guys, if you haven't read the story, so you kind of have an idea. It says, so Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bila and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things that his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. It was more like, I'm thinking more like a grandson than a son. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph 
because of their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream. He had a what? A dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. God knows the potential that is in every single one of us. God knows, but the enemy also knows the potential that God has placed in each and every one of us. And he will try to do everything he can to detain us from reaching that dream, to make that dream come to pass in our lives. Often we let the environment set limits for our lives and we adapt to what's around us, right? It could have been so easy for Joseph in that moment to be discouraged. And it's, the Bible says that his brothers already hated him because he was, you know, daddy's little boy. He was the apple of his eye. He, he was the youngest of the brothers. They were his half brothers and they already hated him. But it says that when he shared this dream, it was like they became enraged. In that moment, he, it could have been so easy to say, my brothers hate me. You know, this, this can't possibly, I'm never going to amount to anybody. I, I feel rejection. I feel pain. The Bible says that when he shared this dream with his father, his father rebuked him, right? So it could have been so easy to say, you know, this, I must have had something bad to eat before I went to bed tonight. You know, this can't be a God-given dream. You know, I feel rejection. I feel pain. But that wasn't the attitude that Joseph had. When, as we read the story of Joseph, we see a man who never lost the hold of that dream that God had placed in his heart. It says that God gave him two dreams. And even though the road was challenging, it didn't say that he got to the place that he had dreamed of overnight, but he never lost sight of that dream. He always pursued. He never settled to be mediocre. He never settled for what his environment was. He never settled for what other people were telling him, but his, his eyes were set on God and that dream that was given by him. If we see an oak tree, how many of you have seen an oak tree? We have a lot of them here. And oak trees are huge. But if you sow an oak seed in a two-foot pot, that seed will never become what it was intended to. And not because there's anything wrong with the seed, but because of the environment that it's in just will not allow it to. And sometimes, you know, we question ourselves. We think that we don't have what it takes, but what are we lending our ear to? Are we letting our environment dictate our future? And sometimes for many of us, we've been in homes where we've seen our parents struggle. We've come down a line of, of generational curses. But today, I believe that there's power in Jesus' name, that we can overcome those things, that we can reach the destiny that God has for each and every one of our lives. God didn't create you to be average, but to leave your mark on this earth. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, God called you to leave a mark on this earth. Sometimes in our environment, there's poverty. We've grown up poor our whole entire lives, or low self-esteem, or depression. We live in homes where, where our parents are depressed, our siblings maybe an environment of addiction or mediocrity, but the key is to never allow yourself to accept that that is your reality. And I love it because the Bible says that we are in the world, but what? But we are not of it. If we're in a home where maybe everyone is depressed, we can say, well, maybe everyone is depressed, but that's not the plan that God has for me. 
Maybe I've lived a life where all I've seen is struggle and poverty, but that is not God's calling for my life. We can never settle to believe that that is God's plan for our lives. How many of you say amen? And I want to tell you tonight, you are a barrier breaker, a barrier breaker. God says that we are the head and not the tail. A lot of times people try to put us in a box, right? Sometimes we have people that can discourage us and tell us, you know, you'll never be able to buy that home. You'll never be able to go to that school. It's just too expensive. Or maybe you'll never be able to major in that career because, you know, you don't have the smarts. You don't have what it takes. I, I, I just don't think you're capable of reaching that. And they try to put those limitations of you. But if you can just say, I determine to never accommodate or to never conform to those thoughts, I know that I can achieve all the things that God calls me to achieve. And the enemy wants to keep that potential from ever coming out, and he uses negative comments, he uses circumstances to keep you from believing in yourself, but we should never allow ourselves to adapt to that condition. And I was reading a study where it says that um, researchers, um, scientists, they put fleas, a bunch of little fleas, in a jar. And they put a lid on that jar, they closed it, and naturally, you guys have seen fleas, they're like, well, I've seen it like in movies. But, um, you know, they bounce all over the place, and when they covered the lid, what happened? Those fleas were trying to bounce out, up, up, and would hit the lid over and over and over and over again, trying to get out, until it came to a point where they just settled, that became their, they adapted to that condition. And what was interesting was that when these researchers opened the lid, the fleas didn't even try to bounce out. These fleas, they adapted to their condition. They adapted to the circumstances. For many of us, sometimes we feel like we've been trying to hit the lid, right? We've been trying to, it's like, God, I'm waiting for my breakthrough. God, you know, this is my moment, and it doesn't happen, and it doesn't happen. But I just want to tell you today to not adapt to that circumstance, to not adapt to that environment. Because I believe with all my heart that in 2017, I believe that lids are coming off with all my heart. I believe that there are barriers that are coming down. And you know what the most awesome thing about it is? It's that it's not going to be with your strength. It's going to be God making a way. It's going to be God putting the pieces. Because when you honor God, when you put God first, God is the one that makes our path straight. God is the one that goes before us. And surely we will see the goodness of God. Amen? Lids are coming off. God wants us to dream big dreams. How many of you say amen? God is such a big God. Why settle for little? Why settle for the mediocre when we have such a great God? When I read the Bible and I read all the amazing things, the miracles, when I see how God even created earth and I just start reading Genesis, Genesis I'm like, wow, we serve a great God. And God is a limitless God. And sometimes we don't realize that we're the ones that put limit, limits on ourselves. When God is the one telling us, you can do it. You can go out there. You're more than an overcomer. You can, you can do all things through Christ. And we don't realize these things. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I just want to tell you, if maybe you're sitting here and you've given up on your dreams, it's time to dream again. 
If maybe for such a long time you had certain dreams, certain aspirations, and you've just given up on them, I just want to I believe with all my heart that tonight God is just reviving dreams that he placed in your heart. And I want to tell you, don't settle. Don't settle for what you see. Don't settle for your past. Don't settle for what you've been living since you were born. Sometimes we're born into certain conditions, but God says that through him, all things are made new. We read right here that God has given us a future and a hope. I want to tell you, if you're sitting here today and you feel hopeless, I want to tell you that's not God's desire for your heart because God says that he's given you a future and a future that is so bright. God wants to propel you further than you can even imagine. Get rid of thoughts holding you back. You may be seeing how impossible it is in your own ability, but you have to know that it's not going to be on your own ability. It's going to be by the most powerful force that's breathing in your direction, and that's God. If your mind is conditioned with limitations, it will keep you from reaching your highest potential. If you have limitations in your mind and you feel like you can only accomplish certain things or you can get to a certain place, and many times it's mental, but it's also physical. Sometimes we feel like we don't have the resources or like we don't have the money, or maybe you feel like you'll never be able to aspire to be who you want to be because you don't have the resources to go to college or to get married or have a home, but if you limit yourself and you adapt to that, it's so hard to reach the potential that God has for you. If you can only today have faith and believe in Jesus Christ. God called you to rise higher and break barriers of the past, bad habits, generational curses. My second point is to dream extraordinary dreams. We must know that we serve an extraordinary God that loves us, an extraordinary God that wants to bless us. I read this quote from John Bevere, and it says, There's one person above all others who desires an extraordinary life for you. He's a father who delights, like any good father, in the achievements and happiness of his children. His name is God. God desires for you to prosper. God desires to see you blessed. If only you can dream bigger. You know, today, it's so interesting because I was at home And I see how even my three-year-old always aspires for bigger and better and more and more. And I'm like, this is a three-year-old. I was, you know, something so silly, but I was walking down the stairs, and we have this railing, and there's one that's really small, but then there's one that's higher, right? And I tell him, Luca, you know, hold on to this one. This one's easier. You know, I'm paranoid. I don't want him to fall, even though I'm right next to him. And he tells me, no. Chiquita no, you know, because he speaks to me in Spanish. He says, small no, grande, big one. He, it's almost like he loves, even though it's a challenge, he aspires for the greater. He wants the bigger. He doesn't care if he may struggle a little bit, but he wants to get there. And the interesting thing is, though, he knows that he's not alone. He knows that I'm right there in front of him. So he knows that he's really not at risk. He wants to go for greater because he knows that mom's in front of him. Can you believe today with all your heart that God desires to take you to places you never dreamed of? That today you can defy the odds. You can defy what the medical report says. You can defy what your neighbors, what your friends, what your siblings might have been telling you. That you know that God is going before you and that God has something greater. God has already taken into account your hardships, your struggles, your bad breaks right? God, you don't think God knows that? Sometimes we come to church and 
One of the things that limits us the most is when we give God excuses. And when we say, but God, I don't have the resources. I maybe didn't have the right connections or I didn't have maybe the resources. I didn't have the finances. I didn't have the family. But if we stay in faith, instead of looking back, it'll propel you further. He takes what was meant for your harm to use it in your favor. How many of you say amen? Even the things that were meant for your harm, God will use them for the better. God will use them to glorify himself. And that's really what a miracle is, right? When we go through circumstances that seem so impossible and it seems like we're just set up for failure, but we'll never see in the word of God telling us, just give up. You're going to fail. No, it says, I am with you. Do not fear. You will never be put to shame. If we keep reading about Joseph, it says that Joseph approaches his brothers to share about this dream that God had put in his heart. It says, listen to this dream, he announced. We were out in the field tying bundles of grain. My bundle stood up and then your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before it. So his brothers tell him, so you are going to be our king, are you? His brothers taunted, and they hated him all the more for his dream and what he had said. Then Joseph had another dream and told his brothers about it. Listen to this dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told his father as well as his brothers, and his father rebuked him. What do you mean, his father asked. Will your mother, your brothers, and I actually come and bow before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father gave it some thought and wondered what it had meant. Joseph was hated and taunted by his brothers, and it says that he was even rebuked by his father. And, and I want to tell you here, never let someone else's disapproval of you, never let someone's jealousy hinder you from dreaming. That never hindered Joseph. You know, we read the story, and we're not going to read it, but we're going to talk a little bit about the ending. It says that his brothers sold him into slavery. They hated him. And even in all the places that Joseph reached when he was at the lowest, it says that he was sold as a slave. Then later, you know, they conspired against him. He was in prison. You know, he never lost focus of God's dream. He was never discouraged. He never built barriers of unbelief or limitations, even when it seems like in the natural he was limited, when he was in jail. No, he knew if God, if you have placed a stream, and if there are people here, maybe God's given you a dream. God wants to bless you in your career, in college. Maybe God has given you a dream for your family. A lot of people are here, and your family isn't saved. Can you believe that in 2017, you're going to witness and your whole family will be saved for Christ? How many of you say amen? I'm believing that with all my heart. But if you can just believe and not give in to the barrier of limitation. People around you might be used to living in mediocrity or an average life, but never let that spirit rub off on you. You're not limited by your education, your level maybe of knowledge or how you were raised. Other people might be struggling, but not you. And this is so important. If maybe the people around you who you're surrounding yourself with, if people are depressed, our attitude should be others are depressed, but not me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Maybe people around you are struggling and can't make ends meet. Our attitude 
has to be, my Lord will provide according to his riches and glory. We should never settle for our surroundings. I love it because in Deuteronomy, it says that his blessings and opportunities will chase you, right? Should we be diligent? Yes. Joseph was a person who was diligent. He was a man of integrity, but it says that his blessings and opportunity will chase you. It's going to be his favor. It's going to be his grace. If you can just believe and if you can just wake up every day and say, God, I'm going to live by faith and not by sight. No matter what I see in my surroundings, I choose to believe you because you are almighty. We weren't created to stay stuck or stay in the same place year after year after year. God's blessing is progressive. How many of you say amen? God has given you talents, each and every person here that's, that's different. God has given you talents that are going to bring new opportunities in this year. Someone may have labeled you, but God says that you are more than able. I was talking to my mother-in-law, and she was telling me how, you know, Luca's very similar to... Jonathan, in the sense that they're just, they've got so much vitality, so much energy. And I've learned to embrace it, even though I'm, I'm, I'm very different. I was a type of child that they'd put me in a chair and I could just sit there for like three hours. Maybe they would have said that something was wrong with me <laughs> nowadays. But he's just full of life. And I just see the joy of God in his life. I really do. And I was talking to my mother-in-law how Luca has all this energy. And she was telling me how Jonathan was so similar. How, as a matter of fact, um, when he was in school, he was brilliant. He was so smart. But teachers would tell her when she'd pick him up. I remember it was like an award ceremony at the end of the year. Uh, they gave him like this little trophy. But they told her he will never be, he'll never amount to anything further. He'll never be able to be an honorable student because of his behavior. And in that moment, they were really, they were trying to put a label on him. It's really a curse. And people will sometimes try to put names on you. Say, this person is at risk. This person isn't smart enough. Or this person will never amount. But we should never let others label us when God has already called us. When God has already given us a name. God has already said that we are anointed. That we are more than able. That we are overcomers. I'm not going to listen to what other people say. And I, speaking to my mother-in-law, I know that in that moment, she didn't accept those words. She knew that he was brilliant. She knew that he would amount to more than even they themselves had amounted. And, well... You're bright, honey. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Graduated from college, only gave his, his parents, you know, happiness, satisfaction, excellent grades. But we should never let others put a name on us or label us. The odds may be against you, but the most high God is for you. Even when it seems like the odds, like everything is in your odd, right? It seems like there's not one thing in your favor. Those are the moments where we have to say, no. God is for me. And if God is for me, nothing can come against, nothing can get in the way of me achieving the dreams that he's placed in my heart because he is for me, even if everything is against. If we want to break barriers, we have to get rid of the excuses. You can defy the odds. You can break addiction. You can start a new business, but we have to recondition our minds. How many of you say amen? We have to recondition our minds. We were talking about these fleas, these fleas had to be reconditioned. They had just settled, right? The lid was off, but they had just settled. We have to recondition our mind and dwell, most importantly, on God's word. 
His word says, I can do all things in Christ. His word says the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter, not gets worse and worse. We can't wake up every day expecting the worst because we're God's children. We're God's people. God desires. God is longing to be good to you. How many of you say amen? The rest of Joseph's story... I'm just going to summarize it. Joseph was thrown into a pit. He was sold to slavery by his brothers. He ended up working for Potiphar and was falsely accused of raping his wife. He ended up in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. Even when he was in prison, he was a man of integrity. He was a man who never lost sight. And, and it says that God was with him. Even while he was there, he was able to interpret a man's dream. And it says that at that time, the Pharaoh was having all these weird dreams. And it says that none of the wise men could interpret what that dream was. This person from prison went and told him, look, I know a person who can discern this dream because he did for me. And it says that when he was able to discern the dream that the Pharaoh had had, he, it was seven years, that God was going to bring seven years of blessing, but seven years of lack. And as a consequence of this, Joseph finally ended up working for Pharaoh in the palace, and his dreams came true. He didn't lack anything, and we see how, as a consequence, we see how where they would have lacked, you know, they didn't lack anything. He was able to change the course of his people as well, and God, on, he saw God's dream come to pass. And who would have said, right, thrown into prison, accused falsely, so easy to throw in the towel, but if you're here today, it's because God is not finished yet. God is still working with you. God is working in your favor, and you're not alone. I was reading this story. It really inspired me. It says that for years, back in the beginning of the 1900s, for years, scientists said that it was impossible for a man to run a mile under four minutes. Impossible. They said that it wasn't only impossible for a man to do it, but that it was even dangerous because it could even cause a man's body to collapse. But there was a young man by the name of Roger Bannister who didn't believe the negative report or let his mind be conditioned into thinking that it would never be possible. It says that in May 1956, this man was the first to run one mile under four minutes. He broke the record, but what's incredible about this story is that 46 days later, someone else beat that record. So many years had passed, no one had beat this record, and 46 days later, someone beat that record. And within 10 years from Roger Bannister beating that record, it says that 336 people have ran the mile under four minutes. So many people, and we say, why? Why? Why 46 days later, something that was so difficult and scientists had labeled as some, something really physically impossible, and it's because the barrier was broken in their minds. They had this barrier in their minds. Many people probably aspired to be able to do it or wanted to do it, but never even gave it a shot because they said, well, you know, I can't defy the odds. You know, if scientists are saying it can't be done, I mean, surely. But that gave them a hope. They said, if this person did it, surely I can do it. And, and we don't see how in our lives there's certain barriers, certain mindsets, certain thoughts that are getting in the way of us achieving everything that God has dreamed for us to be able to achieve. The dreams in our family, in our ministry, many of us have dreams. How many of you dream on seeing this city revolutionized for Jesus Christ? 
I know I do. And I know that a lot of us share that same dream. And I believe that God wants to use you in a mighty way, different than your neighbor, but that God has set different talents, different skills, that God has given you a spirit of boldness to transform every single place that you set foot in. If only you can believe it. If only you can believe it. I believe that in 2017, we're going to see an abundance in harvest in people, that God's not just going to bless us uh, in our families and our finances, but in our ministry as well. God's heart is in souls. God's heart, the heart of God is in people. And when we dream, when our dream, when our longing is to see people come to, to Jesus Christ's feet, when that is our dream, and when we get rid of those barriers, get rid of those mindsets that tell us, I can barely speak, or you're such a shy person, no one's going to give you the time of day. When we believe with all our heart that, and we say, God has given me a spirit of boldness and not fear. God has told me that signs and wonders will follow me. We're going to go and we're going to see the glory of God manifest in our homes. We're going to see the glory of God manifest in our schools, in our jobs. How many of you believe it? I believe it with all my heart. When you break a barrier, you're making it easier for those who follow you. When you take a step of faith, when you break barriers, when you determine yourself with all your heart to reach those dreams God placed. God is a progressive God. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, Hezekiah. How many of you were here? Pastor Jonathan shared the word. Okay. Uh, Hezekiah was a young man who was born into a really, really dysfunctional home. His father was Ahaz, the king of Judah. He was a really cruel king. He was cruel. It says that he set idols before his people to worship. Because he didn't honor God, it says that that nation came to ruins. You know, they lost every single battle. And instead of turning his heart in repentance or acknowledging that he needed God, it says that he closed the temple. And when it came Hezekiah's turn to be king, I can imagine it must have been so hard for him to step out and do something differently when all he had seen was struggle, was destruction. It must have been so hard. That could have been his mindset. But it says that the first thing that Hezekiah did, even before repairing the streets, even before seeing the city prosper, it says that he opened the doors of the temple. I can imagine that he thought to himself, I may have been born into struggle and defeat, but I'm not going to stay here. And I can imagine that God is telling you today, don't stay in the place where you are now. Don't stay in the place or settle in the place of defeat. Don't stay in the place that tells you you've lived this way your whole entire life. Your parents lived this way. Some of you may be sitting here and think that maybe you'll never have a happy home because you didn't grow up in a happy home. Maybe your family, your, your parents are maybe divorced or not together. Maybe you as a man, you're sitting here and you think, I'll never be a good husband. Maybe never be a good father. I'll maybe never be a good mother. But I want to tell you not to stay in that place of defeat because God has called you to more. Strongholds, as we were singing before, strongholds are broken today. Barriers are breaking. I believe that generational curses are being lifted tonight. When it was Hezekiah's turn, he said, I'm not going to stay in the place where I've been all this time. Break the mold because you're the difference maker and the one who can set your family into honoring God. I want to tell you, you can make the difference. God has called you 
to go to places that you never even dreamed of. And if you're sitting here and God, I know that everyone here, the Bible says that all of us have been given a measure of faith. Can we look beyond our circumstances? Can we look beyond maybe what the medical report is telling you? Maybe you're going through a sickness today. And I know that a lot of us are, are young. Maybe you're going through a sickness and doctors have told you, you know what, you'll never be able to do this. Maybe you'll never be able to run like this, or you'll never be able. I know that for me, doctors told me that I'd never be able to have children, or if I would, it would be extremely difficult. And now I have my beautiful son, Luca, but it came at a price. I had to believe with all my heart that God was going to give me the son that I always dreamed of because it was a dream that God placed in my life, in our heart. And now I see the manifestations of that. And I just want to tell you today, take heart. I believe with all my heart that 2000 17, we're going to see the dreams that God placed in our lives come to pass. I believe that we're going to see families come to Christ. How many of you see him? And if we can just lift our eyes and say, God, with all my heart, I'm not going to look at what I may be seeing. I'm not going to listen to maybe what my neighbors are telling me or what my friends or different associations. God, I believe in your word that I'm the head and not the tail. I believe that I'm more than an overcomer. I believe that all things work together for my good. Even that which is bad, even what I'm seeing now, Father, I don't know how, but you're going to go before me and you're going to make a way. How many of you receive it today? It's so important, this seed, to place it in our heart and put it in action because I believe that God is moving here tonight. I believe that God is reviving dreams. I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet. You know, we were talking about how God is a progressive God and we're the ones that can make a difference. I was thinking today, I had prepared this message and I was thinking many of us who attend the Spanish services, the apostle has shared it many times, testimony of his mother through this woman of faith is that us as a family, we're, we're, we're all here standing today. And Jonathan's grandmother, this was a woman who had three children and imagine having three kids at a really young age, really, I'm not exactly sure what the age is, but she was still young. She was diagnosed with a type of lymphatic, uh, 30 years old, a type of a lymphatic cancer. And doctors, I mean, she had, they had given her no hope. When I tell you no hope, she was given months, months to live. And they didn't know God, didn't come to church, had never been exposed to the word, but so incredible because God, God gave her a dream one night. God gave her a dream and she could see herself healed. And she saw a church. And when she went to that church, remember the story, she had asked God to give her two more years just to see her, maybe see her kids, not go when her kids were that small. But God gave her a dream and she believed with all her heart that God was the one that gave her that dream. She, God gave her a measure of faith to believe. As a consequence, God healed her and God gave her 34 more years of life. A woman who doctors had told her, you know, that's it. Throw in the towel, two more months to live, right? But she believed God with all her heart. And now we see that as a consequence, her whole family was saved. I see the amazing things that through her, all of her children, you know, serve God. They're all pastors. I see the apostles serving God. How the Lord uses uh, our apostle, how God is now using his son 
is now using the, the next generations because God is progressive. But a woman who believed, who believed God, a woman who believed a dream, who didn't throw in the towel, who persevered. And if this word has touched you tonight, and maybe you feel like you want to give in the towel, or maybe you feel like you'll never be able to reach your dreams because there are certain barriers, I want to invite you to come up front. We're going to sing that song that I really like, Strongholds Are Broken, because I believe that today strongholds are broken in our minds. I believe that barriers are coming down. I believe that limitations are leaving in Jesus' name. I believe that maybe if you're, everything that you're seeing is difficulty, is maybe lack, is maybe you feel like you don't have enough. I believe that today God is just igniting and reviving that dream. And God is just telling you, come to the altar. Lay it at my feet because there's faith tonight. There is faith tonight. There is hope. The Bible says that hope, when we have hope in God, that it just does us good, right? I believe that today God is just stirring up dreams. And maybe you've been praying to God for God to open doors, maybe in your job, maybe in your school, maybe certain things. And you feel like it's so far away, like you don't have the resources like you don't know how it's gonna happen, you don't know how the door is gonna open, but I believe that God is moving today. I believe that God is putting the pieces together. I believe that God is making a way because God is a God of provision. God is a God of opportunity. I love what we read because it says that opportunity will chase you. Opportunity will chase you, not by what you can do, but it's God's grace, it's God's favor, it's God's love because God is longing to be good to us. Our future is not uncertain. Right? I remember years ago there was a song. It was from Hillsong and it was really a beat. It was like it's like a techno song. It was really fast paced. But it said, My future is decided. Our future is already decided in him. God already says that we won, right? We won because he overcame. He overcame your difficulties, right? He overcame sickness. He overcame poverty. He came here. He suffered. So that not just in heaven we can have eternal life, but so that here we can live in abundance. So that here we can have freedom. I don't know if maybe today you feel like you've been bound to things for so long. Certain strongholds, poverty in your family, maybe addiction. Like you've been struggling so much and God's giving you these dreams. And you're like, how can I get there? I feel so far. I'm struggling with this addiction. The Bible says that whom the Son sets free, free he is indeed. Today there is freedom in Jesus' name. God is moving here and God is saying, if only you can look beyond and put your eyes on me. If you can just see despite the odds, despite the circumstances and trust that I'm making a way. God, today we want to worship you. We want to worship you with our hearts and we want to sing this song because we believe it with our hearts that in you we're more than overcomers. can do anything yes i can do all things because it's you who gives me 